Today is the 29th day of November. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is fantastic to be here with you today. What a privilege it is to be back together around the global campfire, taking another step forward together. We have gotten ourselves into the book of Daniel in the Old Testament, and we're continuing that journey today with Daniel chapter 6. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom, with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, May King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days, except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any god or human being except to you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, The decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. 
At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and peoples of every language in all the earth, May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Second Peter 3 Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, Where is this coming? He promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being, and the earth was formed out of the water and by water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt into heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven 
and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Psalm 119, 129-152 Pe, Your statutes are wonderful, therefore I obey them. The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pant, longing for your commands. Turn to me and have mercy on me, as you always do to those who love your name. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. Redeem me from human oppression, that I may obey your precepts. Make your face shine on your servant and teach me your decrees. Streams of tears flow from my eyes, for your law is not obeyed. Zad, you are righteous, Lord, and your laws are right. The statutes you have laid down are righteous. They are fully trustworthy. My zeal wears me out, for my enemies ignore your words. Your promises have been thoroughly tested, and your servant loves them. Though I am lowly and despised, I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is everlasting, and your law is true. Trouble and distress have come upon me, but your commands give me delight. Your statutes are always righteous. Give me understanding that I may live. Koth I call with all my heart, answer me, Lord, and I will obey your decrees. I call out to you, save me, and I will keep your statutes. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I have put my hope in your word. My eyes stay open through the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promises. Hear my voice in accordance with your love. Preserve my life, Lord according to your laws. Those who devise wicked schemes are near, but they are far from your law. Yet you are near, Lord, and all your commands are true. Long ago I learned from your statutes that you established them to last forever. Proverbs 28, 21, and 22 To show partiality is not good, yet a person will do wrong for a piece of bread. The stingy are eager to get rich and are unaware that poverty awaits them.
Okay, so we concluded uh, Peter's second letter, Second Peter, today, just a few minutes ago. And as we're concluding it, we kind of come up against the apocalyptic worldview of that time. And if we reduce that down maybe to the core essentials, it's a view that claimed that the world as it was known was changing. A new era was dawning. And the change would eventually bring about great unrest and challenge, but in the midst of it, rescue would come and something new would be born. Does that sound familiar? That's, that's because we, we too share this general apocalyptic worldview. That belief was interwoven with the culture into which Jesus was born and did his ministry. And it was the kind of language he used when he was teaching of the immediacy of the kingdom of God. Now, now here in this time, as modern Christians, we understand that it's, it's been a couple thousand years. A couple thousand years have passed since the time of Jesus. And so we accept that, that the time of the apocalypse is not known. But we live in the conviction that we are moving towards something. We're going somewhere. There is an ultimate destiny. And so as the world moves on and each generation comes forward, it's considered in light of this. Where, where are we on the timetable? How close are we to the end? And we might wonder, like, what does that have to do with how Second Peter reaches its conclusion? It's really, really interesting. There's something very poignant here for us who wonder the same thing about when is he coming and what's going on here? Okay, you see how bad the world is? It's time for that rescue. Even though we share that kind of worldview in terms of the ultimate destiny, Peter's talking to people in the first century. They weren't looking a couple of thousand years into the future. They were waiting for the imminent return of Jesus Christ. And so in the decades following Jesus' life, his followers taught that Jesus would soon return would reveal himself, ushering in the kingdom of God, ultimately revealing a new heaven and a new earth. And because this is all throughout the New Testament, we find ourselves waiting for the same thing. But by the time Peter wrote this letter, years had passed and Jesus hadn't come back. What was supposed to happen didn't happen. And this left a problem and it needed clarification. Peter acknowledged the issue and spoke to it as he, as he brought this letter to a close, and it's poignant. So let me quote from Peter. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come. Scoffing and following their own evil desires, they will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So here's the poignant thing, because according to Peter, God isn't being slow about fulfilling his promises. 
we're being impatient. And and to take that deeper, we're being impatient about God's patience. So if we're looking at the world and going, when are you going to come make everything right? Or if we're just waiting on the Lord for something we're getting impatient about, man, what Peter's saying here is that our Father doesn't want to lose anybody. And He's given us the good news to go into the world and reveal Him to everyone. And when we live by faith, we're enduring the resistance that comes against us, but we're also we're also in lockstep with God, collaborating in the work that He's doing in the world. And so when we're patient and we endure, it's not just for us to endure and get through something. We're, we're enduring for the sake of the world. And so when we find ourselves impatient, let's think of God's patience. If He hadn't been patient, we would have never known him. If he hadn't been patient this long for these 2,000 years, we would have never known him. And that should make us humble because he wanted to know us and he does know us. Our endurance reveals God's patience and God's patience gives more time so that all might come to know him to those who have not heard the good news to come into eternal life. And so let's, let's remember God's patience today. Had he not been patient with us, where would we be? And how can we extend that patience to those around us? And so, Father, we come into that. We, like every single one of us, are pinned to the wall on that. We have been impatient and have shown impatience in the face of your patience. You're being patient and loving and waiting and seeking. And we're too busy trying to get it done. And we need to learn your patience and take the long view in some of these relationships that are so frustrating. Come Holy Spirit and give us your patience. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That's home base. That's the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. It's Christmas time around here. And as we've been talking about, this year we've brought out all of the music from the Daily Audio Bible. We pressed them, all the different musical projects on different vinyl albums. Vinyl albums have made such a resurgence that uh, we just love the larger packaging format and being able to kind of hold the music and have a commemorative thing that is part of the global campfire here. And so the five different projects we pressed up are Sleep, Songs for Sleep, Promised Land, uh, Heart, Family Christmas, and Christmas Time. So a couple of Christmas albums that bring all of the classic carols into our lives at this time of year. And we have those, and everybody who uh, who comes and contributes and gets one of these will also be sending the Daily Audio Bible Christmas ornament for the year 2023, and that'll come, come in the package as well. And so you can check all of that out at dailyaudiobible.com in the shop. 
look for the Christmas category and you can find it there. And uh, look all these things over. Thank you humbly for your partnership. All of the resources that are raised in, in this time of Christmas, where we have these resources available, all the proceeds are being sewed into the Daily Audio Bible 2.0 app and the new infrastructure that will be coming online in 2024 at some point. It's been in development for a couple of years and we're kind of turning the corner into the horn stretch for the new global campfire and our new home. And so thank you humbly for your partnership. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible in these last days of the year, thank you. Thank you humbly. We wouldn't be here if we weren't here together. And so thank God for all of these years that we have been together. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement or a holiday greeting right now, because we're taking all of the holiday greetings for the Daily Audio Bible Family Christmas Party in a couple of weeks, you can call those in uh, on the hotline or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hey, this is Billy, husband of Eyes of a Dove. And this is Eyes of a Dove. And we wanted to call in a few prayers today as we're listening and getting ready on our weekend. Uh, We heard um, a little boy who had brain cancer, 20% chance of healing and recovering. And his friend is hinging his faith on on this little boy's healing. Father God, we just lift up this little boy and his family. Father, we ask that uh, that you would just touch and heal and restore him and do a mighty miracle. And also that his friend um, would hold your hand um, through this and not let go no matter what the outcome is, that you wouldn't shake him, but you'd be there for him. And, and Billy and I, we stand in Shiva with the family um, as they process through this really traumatic time. Uh, speaking of healing, we're asking for prayers for me, right, honey? Yes. We got some stuff going on with my body that's um, really hard for newlyweds, and we're going to have to get some biopsies and look at some results, and we're just asking the Lord that it would not be life-threatening, there wouldn't be any fear or stress, and that it would bring us continue to bring us closer to each other. Uh, and for our whole family, we're just kind of been hit with a spirit of infirmity. Boy, with Billy being sick, he still has some lung problems. Praying for my husband's lungs that they would fully be repaired. And we're praying for uh, our daughter, Ember, little mini-me. She's had that biopsy and we're still waiting to meet with the doctor in a couple days on Zoom as to what the next step is. Praying that, that there isn't another step that we can just let it heal. And praying for Brayden's upcoming wisdom teeth removal and... And also, we went and visited my dad yesterday, and he was doing pretty good, right? Yep, he was doing good. And he said, I love you, and he's a little lethargic, but it was just great to see him not agitated. We love you. Good morning, Daily Audio Bible family. 
blessings to each and every one of you. This is Elizabeth from Lexington, Kentucky, also known as Angel in Training. Uh, I wanted to come to this uh, group and ask uh, for prayer for Corey in Colorado and Chrissy's husband, who's Chrissy from Kentucky. Um, both have ALS and Lord, we just ask you to please lift these caregivers, lift these people who are suffering from ALS. Father, I just pray that that you would heal if it be in your will. And Lord, I just pray that you will grant and fulfill their days. Chrissy from Kentucky, my friend, I would love to connect with you since we live in the same city. Please email me at Elizabeth dot wagner w-a-g-n-e-r at yahoo.com i would like brian to know we are praying for mitchell for ashley and for matt from ohio he please update us when you can regarding your recent health test and i'd also like to uh, pray for kyle and for riley uh, Riley recently had heart surgery and she is recovering. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for answering our prayers in that regard. And I pray that you will bless that sweet family and continue to help Riley grow and be strong. And Renzo, we still would love to hear from you. God bless each and every one of you. Have a wonderful day. Amen. Good morning, my dear family. It's Susan from Canada, Girls Yellow Flower. And I just want to pray for um, Salt and Light, her friend, who um, was on life support. Lord God, Jesus, just be with this family as they are in such distress over the terrible events in the past 24 hours. And I just pray, Lord God, that you would just be with the family, that your peace and your comfort would just be upon them, around them underneath, over, and through them all. Lord God, let, um, we don't know why this happened, but you know, Lord God, and we trust in you. And if it be your will, Lord God, we pray for a miracle that this uh, young lady would wake up and be uh, fully restored and that you, Lord, Heavenly Father, receive all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hi everyone, it's Karen in St. Louis. Just want to pray for a couple of the dabbers. Um, Eyes of a Dove and um, Walking in the Light in Tennessee, as well as others that are dealing with health issues. Lord Jesus, Father God, Jehovah Rapha, we adore you, we thank you. Um, we praise you, Father, for um, you know the beginning, you know the end, and you know everything in between. Lord, you know every hair that is upon our heads and you know every cell in our body. And uh, Lord, we just want to commit that to you, Father, as uh, we pray specifically for eyes of a dove and uh, walking in the light as they're dealing with issues with their body. Lord, you know what's going on. And Father, I just pray as we cast this upon you, Father, that uh, we can leave it with you, that we can trust you with it, 
Father, I pray that you would give them peace that surpasses all understanding, that uh, your Holy Spirit would just fill them, that there would not be fear. And I pray, Lord, that you would guide and direct them to the right doctors that could um, bring them to whole health. We pray for your healing inside and out. And I pray for all the other dabbers that are struggling with health issues. We pray, Father, that you would lift them up, that you would carry them upon the wings, that they would soar above it all. We pray for their complete healing. Lord, we thank you for hearing our prayer. We thank you in advance for answering. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.